Today, if you will, join me in John chapter 6. I'm going to read, start reading verse 5. I'm going to read a couple verses here. Um, I felt like God has laid something on my heart yesterday as I was studying and reading and about the message today, and I feel like He is calling us today, and He's wanting to touch to a, to a new level. Lord, in John chapter 6, verse 5, the Bible says, When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said, to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennies worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. Verse 8 says, One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Verse 10 says, And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to his, the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they would. And when they were, off, were, when they were filled, he saith unto the disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Today, if you will, join me in prayer that God will anoint me today. Lord, I ask you today. Lord, I ask you today to anoint this earthly vessel today, Lord Jesus, to minister, Lord Jesus, your word, Lord Jesus, to this precious congregation. Lord Jesus, I ask you to touch us and anoint us today, Lord Jesus, as everything we go in through in this world, Lord Jesus, I ask you, Lord, to give us strength, Lord, and allow this word to be an encouragement to our lives, Lord. I ask you right now to minister, Lord Jesus, to each one of us in this place. Lord Jesus, each one that's in the, under the sound of my voice, Lord Jesus, through the internet, Lord, I ask you to minister to them also today. Lord Jesus, I ask you to touch us and anoint us, Lord, in your precious name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Today is the story I read is a familiar story that, you know, when Jesus fed, the Bible says 5,000 men, but this this, you know, it leaves out the, you know, it doesn't have the children and the, 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 the women and the children is not listed here. So, you know, they, I've heard different con, con, um, commentaries, you know, figure this number up. It could be up to 25,000. It could have been more, even more than that, that he fed with just these five loaves, small loaves of bread and these two fish. This was a miraculous miracle in itself. But today I want to talk to us about feeding the hungry. We have here the account, and I read, we had the account of Christ feeding this group of people. This, this miracle that he fed was just these two, five small loaves and two fish. This little young lad's, just a small lad's lunch. He broke it in his hands and he fed this multitude. This, this great multitude had followed him because they had saw him do miracles. Christ's miracles drew many after him, and they were affectionately drawn to him to watch these miracles. Their curiosity had gathered them. 
their curiosity had had them to follow him. Just like today, sometimes when we see things, we happen. We we come to sometimes we even we wind up coming to church just to be entertained. And I feel like some of this multitude may have been there today, that day, just to be entertained. They was there just to see what Jesus was to do next. They were there just to see what he would what blinded eyes he would open or what person he would heal, sickness he would heal or or what he would do in the they wanted to see the inter, be entertained. And I feel like sometimes today we come to the house of God just to feel like to be entertained. They were just there to be entertained and so many today. We we have to love him for who he is, not for what he can do for us. Jesus has done a lot of great things for me in my life, but I can't just love him. I just can't serve him for what he's done for me. Thank you, Jesus. I have to serve him because what he can give me. I have to serve him because that he for, for the love for him, for what he really did for me by going to a cross. So many times in life, you know, we, we, we serve him because he puts food on our table or he gives us this or he gives us a nice car to drive. And, and we saw all these, these things are benefits from God. Sometimes we say, well, sometimes we, we think we did this by our own ability, but I'm here to tell you today, I believe God is, he blesses us in every way. He blesses us with that new car. He blesses us with a decent ride, a decent home to live in. He blesses us with everything we have, and he gives us that, but we just can't serve him for the blessings. We got to serve him because we have a relationship with him today. The inquiries he made concerning the way to provide for food for them because God already or Jesus already knew what he was going to do but he asked Philip the question he says he directed his first question to Philip he says how must we how may we feed this multitude just the thing about Philip I believe the reason he looked at Philip is because Philip was one of his first disciples Philip had followed him from the beginning Philip had saw him open the blinded eyes Philip had saw him heal the lame. Philip had saw him raise, the, bring the dead back to life. And also Philip had saw him turn the water into wine. He had already saw him bless food to benefit people. But here today, so I believe he looked at Philip and he says, Philip, how must we supply this food? And the this design of this inquiry was not only to try, to try the faith of Philip, you know, he was here to, here to look at him and see what faith, what, how Philip remembered what he'd done in other times. We looked at Philip, we look at Philip, what he was trying to do in his life. He was said, build Philip's faith. And today, sometimes we find ourselves in trials. We find ourselves going through some things in life. We find ourselves, just God trying to build our faith. And I believe, as Brother Tom said earlier in the service, I believe he was say, he, he would go through some things in life for God to just build our faith to go through through the next day our lord jesus is never at a loss of counsel he's never at a loss of how to solve this situation he's never at a loss of how he's going to supply our need today but how difficult sometimes in our case sometimes it don't matter how how hard it looks like for us to accomplish this god is not never at a loss you know, we look at this situation in the world we live in. We look at this, this virus that's tra- rampant in our country and, and this, this social unrest in our country. And we see, how can this, this is so difficult. How can this ever be fixed? And God already knows what he's going to do. He already knows the co- course that he will take. 
So any, anything we face in life, we look at our situation. We look at our situations as the impossible. We look at our situations like we don't know what, how to fix this. But God is already down the road. God already knows what course he's going to take. He already knows what direction he's going to move in. In Acts 15 and verse 18, the Bible says, Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. So God, God nothing surprises God. This virus that we're facing today in our country, this virus doesn't take God by surprise. It may have took us by surprise. It may have took our government. It may have took our health, health institutions by surprise. But this didn't take God by surprise. Whatever you're going through today did not take God by surprise because God knew all his works from the beginning of the world. Philip's answers to his question was, 200 pennies worth of bread is not sufficient. What he was saying is, we cannot afford enough money to feed this multitude. There's not enough money in this land to feed this multitude of people. What he was saying is, we, you know, we cannot do this by our, by our physical means. We cannot do this. This is, not, this is impossible. And so he was looking at this situation like we look at situations in our life. We look at this situation as, how can I fix this? And that's what Philip was looking at. He had forgot about all the miracles he had seen Jesus do. He had forgot about the times that he saw him turn the water to wine. He, saw, he forgot about the times that he, he leaned down and told the lame man to rise and walk. He forgot about the times when he looked at the blinded eyes and he said, you must now you see and so in life you know we look at philip we look at philip just like we do in life we forget the testimonies of our past and we look at situations through our fleshly eyes and we look at things through the way we can supply this and this is what philip was doing it was andrew who said here is a lad with a with this small lunch and we look at andrew andrew the bible says is peter's brother and we know peter peter was kind of the the mouth of the bunch he was the one that was to speak quick. He was a, he was the one that speak fast. I think Andrew just you know just in my own mind, I think Andrew was kind of more of a laid back kind of guy. Andrew was more of a guy that was kind of kind of like okay, here's the the brass tacks. Here's this guy with this. Here's this lad with this small lunch, these five small barley loaves and these two fishes. You know here he had found a solution. I believe Andrew was the type of guy that that didn't just did just look at the situation and say. Well, we can't not do this. But here Andrew was around looking around. I think Andrew must have been one that kind of looked down through the crowd and said, well, let's see what we have to how we can do this. He kind of, and sometimes there's people like, there's people like Philip that says, well, there's no way we can do this. And then there's people like Andrew that really tries to find the earthly way. He tries to find the physical way we can, we can accomplish this. And that's where we find ourselves sometimes in our life. We're trying to, we're trying to help Jesus out. We try to, we try, well, I, we can, if I can gather up this or that, you know, we can gather up enough stuff, we can throw it together and we can make this happen. And I think that's where Andrew was. But then Andrew, when he comes short, I feel like he felt like he came short because all I can find is just this small lunch. That's all I have. But he didn't realize that's all that Jesus needed. Because all, all Jesus needed is us to give him all we have. When our circumstances in life, we find ourselves going through life and we find ourselves overwhelmed. And sometimes all we have to do is give God what we have. 
It may be just a small little lad's lunch. It may be something small, insignificant in our life. Well, then how could this fix this situation? And that's what Andrew was saying. How can this little lunch fix this situation? But when we, when we give it to God, when we gave that little bitty lunch to God, he fed the multitudes. In our life today, I think we find ourselves in things going through things in this world that we, we, we say, well, God, all I've got is this. And sometimes in life, you know, it's just through in the past week, and, and I've had people say to me, he says, all I can do is pray. And I'm like, that's more than you can do. That's more than, more than all you have to do. All we have to do is give him what we got. And when sometimes, you know, I think God allows us to get to that point in our life. He gets us to that point in life that, that this is all I've got, and it's, sometimes that's all God needs. And sometimes we have to realize that's all he needs is us to give him what we have. What we have in our hands sometimes is what he just needs. And, but sometimes God is waiting on us to, to give him that and not, and not try to hold on to it. Sometimes many times in life we hold on to things in this world. We try to hold on and try to do it for ourselves. We have to hold, we have to hold some things loosely and be able to give them to God. Through our provision of this, you know, this is small lunch was just a, just a something that didn't matter. It was distributed from one hand of Christ into His disciples, and what went into the basket was very small. And how, when we look at it, how much did it come when it came out? When Jesus put it, broke it, and put it into the basket, and He handed the basket to the to the disciples. And when the disciples started distributing this. So many times in life when we put what we put in the basket, sometimes we feel like it's so small, as I've already mentioned. Sometimes it's so small in what we put in the basket. But when God takes control of that situation, what comes out of the basket, so much outweighs what we put in the basket. Sometimes in life, you know, we put in what we, all we can do, and we put in all that we have, but when it comes out, it oversupplies the need. And it was done in a universal satisfaction. They did not, everyone, take a little. You know, the Bible says they didn't just take a little bit out. You know, when we look at this, you know, we probably would say, when we walked around the crowd, we say, well, just take out, just take out a little bit and we'll maybe make it through this crowd. The Bible says they took out all they wanted. And the bas basket kept being replenished. The basket kept being full. And at the end of the day, when everyone had all that they wanted, the basket still remained with food in it. So many times in life when we put in, we think all we're going to get is what we put in. We put in what we're going to get back, what we put in. But when, you, when you're dealing with God, when you're, when you're giving the, get to God with the right heart, when you're giving your little bit what you think is your little bit, when you give it to God, when you do it with the right heart, your return will always be more greater. It is done to, to the satisfaction. Those whom Christ feeds with bread of life, he does not do it by small things. We look at life and we look at things in life. We look at God supplying our needs. Psalms 81 and 10, the Bible says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. He says, open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. So sometimes in life we find ourselves in a want. In a situation wanting things, needing things in life. But Jesus says here in Psalms, he says, he says, the psalmist wrote, he says, open your mouth wide 
and he will feed you. And today I feel like sometimes in life and situations, we feel like we're, we're just, we just, God, if I just need just this little bit, when we really should be just saying, give me all that you got for me, God. Give me everything. Give me all that, that I know. Not just what I need, God. I want you to overflow. When they were filled, they were every man had within him a sensible witness to the truth of the miracle. Christ said to his disciples, the servants he employed, gather up the fragments. What he was saying is, is the baskets was not just, just had a just enough food, but they were more to fill back. And the Bible says he filled 12 baskets of fragments, which was the evidence, not only the truth of the miracle, that he fed the multitude, but it also, it was a fulfillment that we give things overflowing. When we give things in our own heart, when we give God things of, with the right heart, he will overflow. We don't just fill our cup to the top. God fills it to overflowing. God don't supply just, just supply our needs, but overflows us with blessings every day. For any, for, for any of this to happen, we must put it into his hand. We must give it to him. For any of this to have, go through, we, in our hands it does not look like much, but when we put it in the hand of the creator, it becomes sufficient to meet the needs. We must have a hunger for the things of God. So many times in life we have this hunger. And there is a hunger that God put in every one of us. And we try to supply that hunger with multiple things in life. We try to supply that hunger throughout things in life. We try to supply it with the things of this world. But God put a hunger in us that there's not one, but one thing that's going to satisfy, and that is a relationship with Him. You, he will fill us you, to the level of hunger that we show. Amen. I believe God will. Sometimes we feel like we're, we, He'll fill us to whatever hunger we, we, we show Him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we come to church and all we want is to be entertained, and we leave here entertained. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we come to church. And we, we want just a little bit more. And I believe sometimes we get what we come for in church. I believe we get what God, we, we come with an open heart. As the Bible says in Psalms, the scripture I read in Psalms, if we come with an open mouth, he will fill us. And I feel like today, sometimes in this world, we have been like the, the old saying the mother said to their children, says, don't spoil your dinner. So many times in life when we come into the house of God, we have spoiled our dinner. We've ate so much junk food before we come to church till we get to the point when we get here to the house of God that we don't have room for God. We don't have room to be feel what he has for us. We've ruined our dinner. We have ate so much junk and we've, we, don't, we don't want nothing in, from the him. We don't need but just this little bit until we feel like we're over full. I've been several times, you know, and I like to restaurants and we like to, I like to eat and you can tell that. But when I go to places to eat, sometimes we go to an expensive restaurant and, and we go into this place and I've saw people and, and, and go into expensive restaurants and they sit down and they have all the, you know, they have a salad and they have their, you know, seven course meal and they have their steak and their, their baked potato and their, you know, there's other whatever side they have and, and then they have their dessert. And I see, I've saw people watch people when they in be this seven course meal in this five star restaurant, and and when they sat down to eat the meal, the, the salad came out, and they found something wrong with the salad. The salad didn't have enough croutons in it. 
But then they looked at, then when finally they got through with the salad, then they, the, the, the main entree came out. And the steak wasn't done just right. And, and, the, and the baked potato was too hard or, or, or didn't have enough salt on it. And, and I've seen them just complain about every little detail about this meal. The dessert was, it was cold or it was too hot or something was wrong with it. The icing was melted. They found something wrong with every part of the meal. And the point of that is that is is sometimes because they, they were not they was not really hungry. They were just going to eat. There was not really they didn't really have a desire for really to feel that hunger inside of them. They were just going to eat just to be eaten. And then I've saw other times in my life, I've saw times when for whatever reason I've been to that hunger in my life to where a piece of light bread and a, a hot dog, cheap hot dog, out of the, straight out of the pack, it satisfied that hunger. And so sometimes in life we find ourselves, it, it doesn't matter what the meal is that's in front of us. And I'm not trying to debate what, you know, say God is the hot dog and the bread but to us. But sometimes in our life we come into a situation, it doesn't matter what is in front of us, what God has laid out in front of us. If we're not hungry, we do not eat. We do not take. And so today I feel like in our, in our society, in our world, the world is just filling us with so much stuff to the point when we get to the church, we're not really hungry. We're not really needing anything to satisfy that hunger because it doesn't matter what gets laid in front of you. If you're hungry enough, you will eat. My mother had this, this, this mindset, us growing up, and we wasn't picky. We, just, we became not... We, we didn't come up as picky eaters because my mom says, whatever you cook, you eat that. And so sometimes in life, you know, these, this point of view, you know, you get hungry enough, you'll eat the Brussels sprouts or you'll eat the, the greens on the side of the table. If you're not hungry, you won't eat that. But, the Bible, but if you get hungry enough, you'll eat whatever is in front of you. And to, in our life, you know, even in our society of this world, you know, we live in America where food is not that scarce, scarce as it is in other parts of the world. There's other parts of the world would love to have what we throw in the trash. Right. Things that we say, well, I'll turn our nose up to. And so but the, the whole idealist situation about that is when you get hungry enough, it doesn't matter if it's got too much salt. It doesn't matter if it's not got enough salt. It doesn't matter if it's if, it, if it's cold or if if it's if it's got warm or if it's not warm. It's, it doesn't matter about the circumstances about it. When you get that hunger inside of you to that point, it does not matter what it's like. Like all you matter is it's going to satisfy that that burning, that desire, that hunger for in your life. And today we got to get that with God. We got to get to the point that it doesn't matter. And I'm not trying to downplay whatever we don't have to have a hundred people in a choir we don't have to have a praise singer we don't have to have this or that if we come in with the right hunger for God God can satisfy us in a Tuesday night Bible study God can satisfy us in whatever we knew we've got to get a real true hunger for God and I feel like God is pushing for us to get that hunger I know, I mean, today as I begin to, begin to close I ask us today to turn to 2 Kings chapter Seven, in verse three, the Bible says, "And there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit here we until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, 
then the famine is in the city. And we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall into the host of the Syrians. And if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And it's what these four leprous men had found. I mean, it was a, in their leprous state, they were outcast. They were outside of the city. And they were at the point of starvation. And the hunger in their life says, well, we, can, we have a choice to make. We can sit here and die. We can, we can go into the city and die. Or, or we can go this, or go in, take, just, we can give our lives to the Syrians. And if they take care of us, we're okay. Or if, or if they kill us, we're going to be dead either way. And I feel like today we have to pick up the, the mindset of these leprous men. I believe we're in a dying world. I believe this world around us is falling apart. And I feel like today we're, we're, we can stay where we're at and we can die. Or we can go and we're, we're on the unknown and we, go, we could die there too. But we can give it to God. Whatever situation, we got to get like this. What does it matter? We got to fall our hands onto God. And wherever, whatever He decides in our life, we got to sometimes get out of our own self. And allow that hunger inside of us to drive us past the uncomfortable. You, drive us to the point that we don't understand you, where this may go. We don't understand, well, what if I put my trust in God, what was going to happen? We got to get past that. We got to get to the point that it doesn't matter. We got to have that drive, that, that hunger inside of us. Get a hunger to the point in our life that whatever it happens to us, we got to put our trust in God. We got to depend on Him. Today as I begin to close and as we stand across here, I ask us today, let us get a hunger for God. Let us get a hunger like these, these leprous men. That it doesn't matter what God has for us. Well, our dependence is on Him. And let's give it all to Him today. When we put out what we put our situation in His hands, He can bless us. But until we put our situation in His hands. His hands is limited. So today I ask us today, whatever you may be facing today, whatever you may be going through this next week, I ask you today, just lay it in His hands because He can do something with you. He can do way more than we can ever do. If these disciples would have took them same fish and them same loaves and they'd have tore them apart just like Jesus did, they wouldn't have went very far. But when Jesus they was put into Jesus' hands. He was able to bless that and bless that. So today, as I ask us today, allow that hunger that's in us to allow us to put it in God's hands. Let us pray right now. 